Welcome to another episode of And Another Thing. My name is Jody Jenkins. And I'm Tony Clement. And we continue to socially distance. Like, no, I keep on saying that. It's physical no. distancing. No, physical. Social. We shouldn't be socially distancing. It's physical distancing. And I was all prepped for that. I was <laughs> like, I know how to say it properly, and I still screwed it up. Like, come on now. That's well, a, you know, it's uh, hopefully it'll be something. It's like 2020 is going to be known for the phrase uh, physical distancing, and it's going to be known to, uh, also for the phrase you're you're on mute, unmute. <laughs> we do our well, our Zoom calls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Zoom calls for sure. Physical distancing and also uh, Carol Baskin. I think those will be the three big things for 2020. Yeah. So. Yeah, anyway, yeah, that's, that's right. Just... Baskin's in there, too. Okay, good. <laughs> anyway, so we have a great guest today. Uh, we're excited to welcome another musician. And uh, Tony was uh, gracious enough to set this up. Tony, I'm going to let you introduce our guest. And we're going to get to the hard-hitting questions that everybody wants to know. So take it away. Exactly. And we love doing our podcast. And we do talk about politics. And we do talk about pop culture but we you know i've got a particular thing and so does jody uh, about music and jody has his radio stations and i've got uh, my my music shows as well so we're very pleased to have with us ms victoria banks and uh, victoria is a singer songwriter uh, mostly in the country genre if i can i hate to pigeonhole people but uh, i think that's fair she was born in muskoka just down the highway from me so we're always very excited when she comes back to Muskoka, and she, which she does on a, on a regular occasion. She is a CCMA winner. She was a female artist of the year as well as songwriter of the year. Her first single, The Wheel, reached the top 20. And artists that have recorded her songs, many artists, including Jessica Simpson, a Cowboy Crush, Johnny Reed, Sarah Evans, and she has a new album coming out in the next uh, week to 10 days, hopefully, called Victoria Banks Uncovered. Welcome to the program, Victoria. Thanks, Tony. It's good to be here. And you are in Nashville. I am, yes. Nashville has been home uh, to me since 1997, so quite a while. But uh, yeah, that's the songwriting sort of center of the universe. So that's where I moved in order to do what I do for a living. It's Exciting to, to to know that, and I, you got I, I got to first ask though how how's everybody coping? You guys had a hurricane and then COVID, and oh my gosh, it's been really uh, challenging. I'm sure in Nashville these days. Yes, it's been pretty crazy. It, yeah, it started off uh, beginning of March. We our, our particular street actually in East Nashville got hit by an F3 tornado, and it took off. Uh, big chunks of our house and, <laughs> and then, oh, but, you know, we got lucky. It's, it's uh rebuildable. Um, but just a few houses down there absolutely totaled and it looks like a war zone. So that happened just a couple of weeks before COVID sequestration started. So that was really <laughs> kind of crazy timing. So we've been sequestered in our house with our two little kids, ages two and four, while rebuilding the roof and chimney and windows and everything. So. Oh my gosh! It it just I, I know it, it, when it when it rains it pours, but at the same time, uh, as you said, Nashville is the place to be, and I'm sure you you're, you have no uh, resentments about that. So, what's it like being a songwriter in Nashville? Tell us a little bit about what what in, that entails. 
Well, um, it's a pretty cool thing. First of all, you know, they, they call it Music City for a reason. There is music everywhere. And, um, of course, you know, the, right now the live events aren't happening so much. But in normal life, um, you can go out to, you know, probably 25 venues and see different per- people for performing every night of the week, um, multiple songwriters performing, hit songwriters behind the songs that you hear on the radio, whether they're country or pop or any kind of genre. So it's a very inspiring place to live. And it's also a, a place where you can work full time as a songwriter. And my career over the past uh, 23 years has been uh, being a staff songwriter for a publishing company, which means basically going to an office five days a week and writing a song every day and occasionally two or sometimes three songs a day and uh, collaborating with different artists to write the songs for their records. So that's been my main bread and butter for all these years. And then I've released my own records sort of on the side. Um, and that's taken me on a, a crazy trip as an artist myself as well. It's kind of like Tin Pan Alley, I guess. Uh, you know, Neil Diamond and Carly Simon, all these songwriters who got their start before we knew them as performers, they were they were doing what you were doing. They were t- taking the subway to work and uh, writing songs. So how do you, how do you stay inspired for that? Well, you kind of have to walk around with your antenna tuned all the time. Uh, so it's sort of a state of mind that you're in. So whenever you're watching TV or reading a magazine or listening to a conversation next to you in a coffee shop, you're listening with songwriter ears for the next idea. And when you're doing that, you, you find them everywhere. So um, I, I keep a little stockpile of titles. Usually the title is what we start from. Not always, but usually. Um, so I have a, a book full of titles. I have uh, a lot of voice memos in my phone of singing little bits and snippets of ideas. And then when I get together with um, different songwriters and artists to collaborate, which is almost 100% of the time we're doing this in collaboration with other people. So you come into the room with your ideas stockpiled and you present a bunch of different ideas and decide which one to write that day. Um, that's usually how it works. So you really sort of develop your ability to pull things out of the sky and, uh, and just kind of get to know somebody that you're meeting for the first time incredibly quickly and then write a song with them, open up your heart immediately and do it. So it's pretty cool. Victoria, Jody here. I just want to, just cause what, while we're talking about inspiration, all this stuff, I'm curious, you would know a lot of songwriters, obviously. Is there one consistent quality that songwriters have that kind of, lends itself to being a good songwriter is there one thing that you notice that you know we all share this common bond like whether it's uh lyrics or i I mean i don't know a lot about songwriting but i'm sure there's something and what what would that be you know that's a really great great question um i think there are many different kinds of personalities i mean i work from everybody to the you know, from from incredibly focused and zoned in to completely ADHD. Um, you know, there's 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 people who are outgoing, people who are really private. Um, so it kind of runs the gamut. But the one thing that I do notice in collaborative circumstances, anyway, is that everybody dares to suck. So you kind of have to be willing to put yourself out there and share your thoughts um, very much without self-editing. It's a brainstorming process. 
And as soon as you get into the self-editing process, um, then that's when you kind of shut down the creative flow. So we've all kind of learned how to just speak what we're thinking. And uh, sometimes we'll couch it with, this might be stupid, but blah, 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 you know. And uh, But as long as you keep the conversation going, then that's, you know, that's when the ideas come and you trigger off each other's ideas. So um, at least in collaboration, that's, that's the one thing that I do see. But the other thing that I see among all of them that are, that are working in the business here is just a real dedication to taking the risk required in order to do this full time. Um, it's really hard to be a part-time songwriter and do it professionally. Um, it's, it's pretty much all consuming and you have to create constantly. You have to be prepared to jump into situations like, you know, when I wrote uh, with Jessica Simpson and, and had a hit with her, it was like, okay, Jessica's coming in two days. You need to be here at this time and place and write a song and you have two hours to do it. So, wow. you know, a lot of it is very much spur of the moment and you have to be available and, and, and present. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of, dreamers living in in music city and everybody's kind of taken taken the risk required to follow that dream my favorite songwriting story or one of them anyway is uh, keith richards of course who famously came up with the melody and the opening riff for satisfaction in the middle of the night he, he awakened from a drunken stupor had a tape recorder beside his bed uh hummed the opening riff went back to sleep and we when he woke up in the morning he he didn't realize he had done that he turned on the tape recorder and there was the opening riff along with 40 minutes of snoring thereafter uh, but that was how he got inspired in the middle of the night so it can happen at any time i guess is what i'm trying to say absolutely it strikes in the craziest places for me i usually get ideas when i'm driving so I'll sing them into my voice recorder. Um, you know, there's a lot of little ideas that I've recorded when I've pulled over to the side of the road and sung into my phone. And uh, it, I think there's something about having the main part of your brain occupied with driving, I guess, that allows your creative brain to think a little bit more clearly, um, at least in my situation. So I do a lot of that, but I've, I've had those too, when they come in in the middle of the night and just, you, you wake up and, you know, I've, I've had ones that I was dreaming and I'll be dreaming that I'm writing a song and I'll be thinking in the dream, Oh man, this is a really cool song. I'm so excited. And then I'll wake up and I'll think, Oh man, I wish, I wish that that song hadn't already been written. And then I'll think, wait a minute, it hasn't been written. <laughs> you know, I'm asking it is the voice record. So I've written a couple like that. And I have friends as well who have written almost entire songs that were inspired from thoughts that came through in dreams. And then they just woke up and sang it immediately into their phone. Um, but when you do that, you also have probably, you know, more than half the time you go back in the morning and listen to it and you think, what the heck is that? It's terrible. <laughs> I dreamed last night I was in North Korea, so uh, I like your dreams a lot better than mine. <laughs> hey, uh, who who's your country idol? Like, uh, who would you love to collaborate with that you haven't yet, or maybe you have collaborated with them already? Well, um, so most of my country idols are really songwriting idols, which are 
lesser known people, um, but one of the more known ones is Dolly Parton. I mean, she's an incredible mm. songwriter and an incredible artist at the same time. Uh, so, yeah, I, I've written songs about her and I've had somebody record a song that was about her and then she commented on how much she loved the song. So I was like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. you know. Um, yeah. But uh, um, aside from Dolly, I would say somebody like Matresa Bird, who has written songs like Strawberry Wine. Um, she's incredible. Um, there's a, a songwriter that I that I work with regularly who I love um, named Tia Sillers, and she wrote the song I Hope You Dance um, for Leanne Womack, and she also wrote the song Blue on Black, which was a huge rock hit. So, um, yeah, it's just a lot of my heroes are the, the sort of the small print under somebody else's name most of the time. <laughs> I I was just wondering, you know, this is a broader question, and I I should say to our audience, you know, I consider myself sometimes a music expert on certain areas of music, but I'm not a country music expert. So I'm I'm kind mm-hmm. of asking. I respect country music. I just don't know it as well as I as I know rock music. Let's say, but what yeah. what is the state of country music now, and what is its future? Is is I know that's a broad question. One of the things I've noticed, of course, is that country music has become much more accommodating to female voices, uh, and, and, and that's wonderful. And diversity, of course, uh, is something that is starting to happen or has happened in country music, but I'd love your take on it as well. Yeah, so all of that that you mentioned is something that we're, we're moving towards, and I'm really hopeful about that because... So the thing that drew me to country music in the first place was its ability to tell a story in a way that really connects with your soul. Um, there's something about the craft of lyric writing that is done in country music that, that captures things in a different way than any other genre. Um, it's a little bit more real conversation and how to say things in the way that you would normally say them in real life, but still say them using metaphor and, and magic. And um, so, so the, the box is a little bit harder to, to, to write inside in, in country music. There, there are more rules to it, I would say, which is probably what drew me to it in the first place, because I love that challenge. But I also love how it makes me feel when I hear a really well-crafted country song. And in fact, there are other uh, tons of artists from other genres who come to Nashville to seek out collaboration with country songwriters just to help um, bring their lyric to the next level. Because, you know, we've, we've all got that incredible uh, melodic thing happening, but when you bring the craft of lyric writing to the level that um, country can, is capable of, and you do that within different genres, then you really can pack some punch with a song. So um, that's that's been happening. Now, we've had a really difficult time over the past really 10 years or more where there's been basically the shutting out of women from country radio. Uh, women were down to about 4% of the airtime on country radio. You're um, kidding. Yeah, it's it's been really bad. And, and that, I believe, is changing now. We're seeing that shift. Um, there was, I, I think it was a time basically right after 9-11, it kind of went to this very sort of testosterone-driven, bro-country kind of thing where you hear, you know, a lot of a lot of dudes singing about, you know, being on the party and drinking beer on the tailgate with the girl in the cutoff jeans kind of thing. Um, so there was <laughs> a lot of that song. going on. 
You, know? <laughs> you love that song? Well, Jody about, loves that there's song. There's about 40 of those songs. I love each of them. <laughs> exactly. All playing at the same time on the radio. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we, we've definitely gone through a, a phase of that. Um, but I think the the listeners are craving more than that. And people are realizing that there's there's an audience for more than that. And especially now, given what the world's going through right, right now, it's drawing out... Um, more emotion in songs, more real life in songs. And it's not just about party, party, party. You know, we can't party right now. So you can't sing about that. <laughs> yeah. And you, Victoria, you raised some good points because I'm a, I'm a huge country fan. I got to be honest. I don't, I don't listen to a lot of today's country uh, for that very reason. It just hasn't connected with me. But if I look back to some of my favorites, you know, I, uh, you know, early Tim McGraw, when Joe Diffie passed away a couple weeks ago, that was, that was a big thing. Yeah. And I liked, you know, like Trace Adkins and, and Travis Tritt and uh, Marty Stewart, like those class, even like Kenny, Ch- uh, uh, Kenny Chestnut and all those guys. But uh, one of my favorites of all time is George Jones. And in fact, I was listening, I was out doing oh, a yeah. run the other day in my playlist, a song popped up from 1958 called If I Don't Love You, Grits Ain't Groceries by George Jones, uh, 62 years ago. And to me, that song, those songs, his older stuff just still stand the test of time. And I love the stories that he told in his songs about things that he battled with. I, I thought it connected. So I, I it's Absolutely. nice to hear. There's, Go ahead. Yeah. One of George's songs is has uh, kind of is generally thought of as one of the best country songs of all time. And it's called He Stopped Loving Her mm-hmm. Today. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a song about, you know, he stopped loving her today. They placed a wreath upon his door and soon they'll carry him away. You know, he, he's, he died. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just this beautiful way of saying something just very real and raw and, um, and there's always a place for that in country music. And I love that it's, it's growing into that again more now. And um, one of the artists that I've been really lucky to work with over the past seven or eight years is a girl named Mickey Guyton. And she's on the Capitol Records label. Uh, she is a black woman. She's got a huge voice and she's just incredible. And we've been writing all these songs together that have been very real and very raw and a lot of them are about her experience of being a minority in country music and now we're finding in the past year that the that the industry and the world is open to hearing these songs finally and um she released a single just recently um that we wrote together um, called What Are You Going to Tell Her? And it's a song about basically what are you going to tell her daughter? Because wh- What are you going to tell your daughter when you know she grows up thinking that things are equal and she grows up thinking that things are fair? And what are you going to tell her when she's wrong? So it's you know a, a pretty sort of hard-hitting <laughs> you know, social commentary song uh, that would not really have probably made it through the record label you know five years ago let alone get out into the world and she uh unveiled this song in february at the country radio seminar in nashville at the ryman auditorium for an audience of hundreds of radio programmers and she got the one and only massive standing ovation of the show after this song and it really made a huge impact and now it has launched her into having all of these uh, you know, newspaper articles written about her. The LA Times did a feature on her. There's a lot of things happening that um, that 
I think, signify to me the opening up of the genre to include these voices that have been excluded for, for quite a while. You see, that's the difference between rock and country, if I may say so. See, if Ozzy Osbourne had done a song, you know, what am I going to tell my daughter? It would about it would have been about him eating a bat on stage. So that's the difference right <laughs> hey, there. Hey, hey, we don't want to talk about eating bats. Go. We don't want to talk about eating <laughs> that's bats. Right, yeah. Look what just happened yeah, to Brian like, Adams. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a, this is not a COVID conversation. <laughs> Anyway, Ozzy didn't know what he was messing with. That's right. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, man. So old old town road, country or not country? Oh, my gosh. So I'm one of those people that just thinks, heck, yeah, let the boundaries down. Let's just include everything. It's fine. You know, like, I don't think the the genre is threatened by things like that. And it's fun. So why not? Um, There's room for all of those things in in country music. And, you know, there's always going to be traditionalists who are who believe that it has to be, you know, fiddle and steel and and three chords and the truth kind of thing. But there's there's lots of room for for different kinds of music inside country and country is kind of the, the music of the people and the music of the sort of just common working class. Um, and it's just always been that way. Victoria, we appreciate your time. I'm going to end on this and I'm sure it's a classic. Tony may not know this one, but do you know what happens when you play a country record backwards? Oh yeah. Tony, Tony, do you, do you know what happens? Uh, no, I don't know anything about country. What happens? Well, I'll let Victoria tell you what happens when you play a country record backwards and you get your wife back, you get your dog back, you get your truck back. <laughs> I think I understand that joke. <laughs> Thanks so That's much. Lovely. Thanks so much for your time today. We wish you all the best and you're welcome back at any time for sure. Thank you guys. I really appreciate it. It was fun talking to you. Well, you've done it again, Tony. Another class act as a guest. I, I mean, your streak is what that that's like what? Two in a row? <laughs> two in a row. You're not including Larry. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Larry, Larry's a prince too. But, you know, uh, and I, I, I hope you appreciate it. I was so outside my comfort zone. I really, country music, as I say, I respect it. I just don't know enough about it. And maybe I should know more. But uh, she's a delightful human being and we wish her every success. And I think we'll wrap it up on that. We've seen some good news on the political front uh, this past week. Numbers continue to drop in the province of Ontario with coronavirus. And I'm expecting that Premier Ford will continue to have more and more good announcements as the days go by. Golf, of course, uh, opened up yesterday. So we're excited about that. And uh, when when are you coming down to golf? I will. I believe me, my uh, I'm going to put my clubs in my car for the next five months. So I'm, okay. I'm ready to go. Okay. All right, Tony, we will talk to you in seven days. And don't forget to subscribe on all platforms and uh, stay safe. And of course, wash your hands. Exactly. And uh, wash your hands while listening to the podcast. Yeah.